Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome to the Homeschool High School podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I am Kim, and today I am here with my awesome friend. Oh, me! I'm yeah. here! <laughs> Vicky's here! <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> we were waiting for Sabrina to chime in in a minute. I know! Like, there's yeah. this, this gap. Like, Sabrina was supposed to say something right now. Yeah. Our dear friend Sabrina, who is often with us also, is is on the road doing some fa- some important family stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's an important part of all of our lives, right? Yeah. So um, I am just super excited to be here today to geek out over some psychology stuff with Vicky. So Vicki, do you want to um, tell everybody, just to uh, give everybody, if they haven't been a regular listener, tell them a little bit about your background and, and why this is such a passion and an area of expertise for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, when my oldest kids were ish, whatever age that was. <laughs> a while ago. <laughs> I, went, I went back to grad school and got my degree in counseling. Mm-hmm. And so I have been working as a counselor now for several decades. And, uh, you know, so working homeschool mom, and uh, thanks to the community that I was in, we, we, we had plenty of support. But anyway, yeah. uh, when my, my kids hit high school, I wanted them to have a psychology class. And this was back in the dinosaur days when there weren't any psychology curricula available for teens. And if I could find one, it certainly was not uh, from a Christian worldview. Mm-hmm. I didn't want something preachy. I just wanted the idea of, you know, faith being okay in there. And you um, wanted something accessible, right? Not something yeah. like the, the, yeah. you could find a college level textbook probably. Right, but, right. Yeah. And yeah, because my, my goal was I wanted teens to like psych, especially mm-hmm. my kids, because maybe one of them would be a counselor mm-hmm. and none of them have done that, but they all <laughs> had a psychology class because I went and wrote the textbook. <laughs> That's right. And all of my kids had a psychology class because you went and wrote the textbook and some of them had it in co-op with you and some yeah. of them, I think, probably had it at, at our local umbrella school. Um, and I I do not have a counseling degree or a psych degree at all. I've taken a number of psych classes. I do have an education degree. Um, and I'm just fascinated with psychology and, you know, how our minds work and how God created us. And uh, so um, I, I've been blessed to use your, your course in our local homeschool. And as a matter of fact, I'm teaching it right now. Not at this moment, but uh, I did on Monday and I will next Monday. Um, And as a matter of fact, actually, one of my daughters um, just was absolutely inspired by something Mrs. Tillman told her or asked her one day. um, And she's actually just about to finish up her master's degree in sport and performance psychology. And um, she is actually going to come in and guest lecture in my class. Oh, my goodness. And talk about research, which we'll talk about in a little bit, because that's one of the later chapters. Um, But so she's going to talk about research and statistics and how to kind of understand what's really real when you read those headlines. What does it really mean? And what did this study really say? Um, and, And talk a little bit about her experience as a graduate student and considering what to do next as far as she's looking into PhD and PsyD programs and things like that, Um, but would like to maybe work for a few years and pay back a few of the loans that she's, uh, yeah, (laughs) yeah. so anyway, enough about that, so we're we're psychics. 
Yeah, and yeah. it's a good segue because we wanted to talk today about things you can do, mm-hmm. like psychology, either individually, you know, as a, mm-hmm. working with a mom in your own teen or with your co-op or group classes um, that just kind of liven things up. So we, yes. we made the textbook in a way that is an average teen can read it, get stuff that they can walk away with and apply to life and understand psych better and people better. Um, And then activities to add to it if they wanted to level up to honors and things like that. So, um, but then we also added lesson plans with more ideas and videos if you wanted more enrichment or teaching in a class. And then with Kim, you've been teaching this for years so you've found all kinds of fun stuff to do um, for each chapter so we thought we'd share some of those things because if you don't have to reinvent the wheel that's nice absolutely you bet yeah so um so it's interesting what i've started doing sometimes is i actually teach the course out of order sometimes Mm -hmm. because i'm just a little rebellious like that and And there's not one right way exactly that's the cool thing there's not one right way to do this and the way this course is set up it's very easy to just teach it right in the order that it is or even Mm -hmm. if your teen is very motivated kind of your team can kind of take this and run with it and you Uh can just kind of be support if you want. Um, Or you can do it as a family or as a co-op, but it's really lends itself to a lot of different things. Um, But the, the first chapter in I, I do, I do the history first Uh um, Uh because I just think let's get that out of the way, but you know, (laughs) Um, because it sort of sets the foundation. Uh, But the first, and then I go right back to the beginning. And so the first, chapter in the book is about the brain which makes sense Uh because that's what this is all about right yeah and if you a lot of people if you ask them psychology they kind of think they understand what psychology means Uh but it's good to have that conversation about what are we really covering here what is psychology yeah 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 and sometimes you know if if the only exposure a kid has had to psychology is the movies mm-hmm. you know like sometimes it, <laughs> it doesn't come up as well but anyway, yeah. Yeah. yeah all right so kim how about the so the first chapter in the book although there's not one right way and you could do the history first mm-hmm. but the first chapter talking about the brain what are some interesting things you guys have done uh wow. to to kind of Make it yeah, more just to make yeah. it more interesting. Well, I mean, one of my favorites and, and one of the things you created as an enrichment activity, um, and I, I don't require it from all of them, but there are certain mm-hmm. chapters that I really encourage all the kids to do that for their homework or whatever, or they bring it in and we do show and tell for the ones that uh-huh. did. Um, is, and I remember my own kids doing this with Play-Doh, is making a physical model of the brain. So it's one thing, you know, to read about it, but it's another thing when you can explain something or teach something. And especially for those of us that are kind of hands-on kind of people Uh to actually make a model of the brain, no matter how good or bad, it's not about the artwork and the outcome. It's about the process, because if you actually go about trying to create what does this look like? Oh, it helps it get in. I'm sure there's a psychological yeah. thing about neural pathways and yep, yep. using your hands helps it get into your brain. Yeah. Um, so as you're making your model of your brain, you're actually helping your brain understand what your brain looks like and what it's made up out of. Yeah. Um, another thing I did just very recently, I found, uh, and we don't do dissections in psychology oh. and 
but I found a dissect, a, a, this is a real, it was a college class, but it was very accessible, a college class where they did a dissection of a human brain. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. I didn't make my students watch it, but I okay. offered it to them as an option if they were uh -huh. interested. Because I do have a few students that are thinking of going into psychology uh -huh. in college. Uh -huh. And they're definitely interested in a different way. And some that are just really into science and biology and yeah. stuff. So it was so fascinating to connect the the tactile to this like uh -huh. abstract thing. So that's that's one of my favorite things for, for the brain chapter. Yeah. Well, I know, like, I, I, I wouldn't be able to sit through that because I'm yeah. not, oh, I don't yeah. have the constitution. But yeah. there, there are websites where they have an interactive brain. You can turn it and oh. and all. And so we'll put some links to that in the show oh, notes because it's it'll take you through the different areas of the brain, inside, outside. Yeah. And uh, those are so interesting. They can do so many things with technology. And they actually have it as an app now that you can get yeah. on your phone. Literally, you can spin your brain around <laughs> with your finger. You can make it go forward and backward. You can peel back layers. You can do labels okay, and unlabels. It's amazing. So it's, send me the, the the app name and we'll put that in show notes too. We'll do. We'll do. Um, yeah. And you can get a free version, um, but there is a version where you can pay. I think I paid $2 for it. Um, and it's amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, lots of great yeah. brain stuff. And then right on the heels of that, that just dovetails so well is perception. Uh -huh. um, and so um, Vicki has some great examples right in the text of different uh, optical illusions. Oh, so well. fun. oh they're such great stuff. Um, and now in non-pandemic times, one of my favorite things to do with these two chapters um, is to go to, we have a great science museum. I'm, I'm located in Delaware and our local umbrella school or a teaches in Northern Delaware. So we're not too far from Philly and we have this wonderful science museum called the Franklin Institute. Um, and actually it's like, there's stuff accessible online now. Oh. Um, you know, they've put some, a little bit of the stuff on, on virtual. Um, so it's fi.edu. Um, and they have a whole exhibit about the brain where you can literally, they made it like a jungle gym where you can climb up in the neural pathways in your brain. Are you kidding? I'm oh not goodness. kidding. It's amazing. Um, and you can also do, they have just tons of really neat op optical illusions. Um, so those are some of my favorite things to do. And we pull up, um, pull up some pictures of optical illusions. And then also there's a, um, a quiz. It's one of the links that's in the lesson plan book. Um, and it's um, looking at things and can you, um, oh, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> we'll come back to that one later. Um, so anyway, that's, that's my favorite thing to do with perception yeah. um, is just really to look at, you know, different ways. What do you see? Do you see the vase or do you see the, the, the face, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. Do you see a rabbit or do you see, oh, and the dress. We talked about the dress from a few years back. The, is it blue and black or is it white and gold? Yeah. <laughs> All that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's so cool. And, and uh, an interesting way to look at perception also is to get advertisements. Oh, right. And totally notice, forgot. you know, color and, mm -hmm. and, you know, the size of images and where they're placed, but especially colors are really really important and it's it's fun these days because the internet you can get ads all over the place yeah. and noticing you know branding and logos and all it's it's a it's a fun thing to look at oh it's so fun it's so very fun 
Um, and then the next chapter um, in this book is genetics, um, which is a great chapter. Honestly, this year we were kind of, I decided to expand another chapter. And because a lot of our bi biology classes cover genetics. a lot of the material in genetics, oh. I kind of didn't cover too much of the genetics chapter. We talked, a, we definitely had to talk about nature versus nurture because uh -huh. that's, uh, that's just such an important concept yeah. and everything. Um, but I left more of the genetics and the Punnett squares and that kind of stuff since they covered that in biology because I wanted to expand another chapter um, and so, take more time with that. Which again right, so, is yeah, so you can do Punnett squares and, and I think that you can never get too much um, attention, especially to your own family tree, you know, like mm. what are our family traits, yep. especially if you have honest discussions about anxiety runs in our family, mm. depression runs in our family, oh, yeah. ADHD runs in, in mm. our family, you know, mm. like that, that kind of things. And you can see like, like ADHD is often a very family tree thing. Mm. If you have more than one sibling, you know, if, so mom, if I looked at my kids, I could say, cause mom's kind of ADHD and attentive, um, which of the kids got a dose of that, you know, had the dominant gene in which, you know, it oh, didn't yeah. pop, so. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So fun to look at the, the reality of this. So how does this affect us, me, oh. you, and how we interact with each other? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, then another really fun chapter is learning. Oh. Um, so we talk about Pavlov and we talk about Skinner, you know, Pavlov's dogs. And we talk yeah. about how, even if you know nothing about psychology that Pavlov's dogs sort of like Freud have kind of made it into our, you know, collective consciousness where it's, it's a, it's a cultural thing. People will talk about Pavlov's dogs and kind of, even if you don't even know what that means, you uh -huh. kind of get the idea. Uh -huh. um, and one of my favorite things to, I have a couple of favorite things to do with this chapter um, because our family raises, uh, dogs for the CNI, mm, uh -huh. we do a lot of dog training. So, um, certainly talking about, you know, young children and their learning and, um, and animals, a lot of kids have pets, so uh -huh. you can really relate to that. So we use those as a lot of examples. And, um, I was going to bring our dog into class this year, but I, I ended up not doing that. And, uh, but the other thing we really like to do, oh, hold on a second. Did I lose this thought? um dogs um um we i got some really good videos and stuff but what i found and this is kind of crazy um and you have to think about your audience and how old are your kids and uh -huh. what's their maturity level and what kinds uh -huh. of things do they usually watch um but i found some fabulous clips from current tv shows or maybe not that are on the air right now but like uh -huh. big bang theory and uh, mrs mrs t found a great one from the office um where um jim and dwight like jim uh has conditioned dwight when he hears the sound yeah. of a computer to put his hand out for a mint yeah. um you know so um so they're very very uh clean really com you know comfortable clips um yeah. even though your your family might might or might not be comfortable with that show in general um and uh, so I found a bunch from the Big Bang Theory, you know, which is uh, a group of scientists, right? Uh, um, and their neighbor who is not very science oriented and doesn't really understand and 
one of them, how, he, how one was trying to condition the other one's girlfriend to behave more like he wanted her to behave. Okay. And it was just a riot. And he was using chocolates, which we can all relate to, right? Um, so, so you should, you should so, send me those. Uh, I, I, what do you guys do for history? So we got two chapters on history. Do you mm -hmm. do anything special there? Um, I have to confess that has not been my most creative. I have uh -huh. actually thought about having the kids do presentations uh -huh. and having them each sort of pretend they are one of the psychologists uh -huh. or one of the people in the history of psychology and kind yeah. of play a guessing game. But uh -huh. I've actually never implemented that one. But that, that's what I would do in my heart of hearts yeah. if I had, had more yeah, time and, on that one. And the history of psychology is not something you need a lot of like, hands-on experience with it's not you know going to change your lifestyle or anything but mm -hmm. it's just important background to at least be exposed on so you don't need a lot of time on it what mm -hmm. i liked to do when i was teaching it in the groups is uh to to do it in a more storytelling format mm -hmm. and the things that i was interested in i'd see if i could find an extra story you know in an mm -hmm. online article and just kind of tell it you know like just tell it so i, I remember um when we had a group of our older kids so you know they call it, you know they're mm. they got kids in their own now um telling the story about the egyptians and mm. the way they handled mental illness was there was there was a there were rocks in the head and there were demons in the head and so out. they they had to make room for it to come out so they would trefine they drill a little hole in there and let the things out and uh, the the guys were so grossed out and fascinated by it oh, yeah. that they made their own little rock band and named it <laughs> trefining something or the other so, That's so, so awesome. it, it made a lasting impression and not yeah. in any useful way per se but hey you know yeah well one of the things i do like to do is say so what you know because some of the things that from way, 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 way back are actually building blocks and foundations of what we do now or things we still do uh -huh. now. Uh -huh. And then other things that we thought were smart, we've decided really aren't smart. Yeah. You know, but think about it. we do we do brain surgery and sometimes yes, it helps. Do. So there's yep. a, there's a piece, you know, there's there are elements. So that's there, are ele like. there are elements. There are really. elements. So I like to do that <laughs> with history too. You know, uh -huh. even like talking about Freud, because Freud's another one that has kind of made it into, you know, people just very casually talk about Freud, even when they don't really have any idea what they're talking about. So yeah. we talk about, you know, what, what can we learn? What of this makes sense or is in our common culture? So they at yeah. least can understand that. Yeah. Um, and then we get to the one that I was talking about, which was communication, oh. um, which is really fun. And so we talk about nonverbal communication. We talk very little actually about verbal communication because that's in a lot of our courses and what have you. Um, but it's um, and it's especially fascinating right now. Um, and this is being recorded when we're still wearing masks and things. Uh -huh. um, and so to talk about facial expressions when you can't uh -huh. necessarily see all of someone's face. Yes, um, yes. And uh, I found um, some things I, I think I may have gotten them from you where um, kind of like a quiz. So you can put up a picture of someone's face and everyone uh -huh. kind of says what that expression says to them uh -huh. kind of yeah. thing or, or do some charades in the class even where you, you know, ah, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that terror or is that surprise or what have you? 
So those are kind of, those are really fun. Um, and to talk about, you know, literally your senses. And so we have encouraged kids to taste things and pay attention to how taste affects. And, oh, one of my favorites is smell and how powerful smell is with your memories. Yes. Um, so, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's a really fun one too. So that's, yeah, and that's, that's, you know, doing the pictures and letting them guess emotions Mm -hmm. is such a practical way to practice nonverbals and to do charades where Mm -hmm. you're holding your body in a certain way and how do they, you know, what emotion is being portrayed. So you want, you want a tip for when when you have to be wearing your mask Mm -hmm. and you want people to know you're smiling, crinkle your eyes a little bit. Yeah. So there you go. Because they naturally do anyway, except for when you're old like me and they had to make it. So good reason not to have Botox. You can't crinkle your eyes, right? (laughs) And then, you know, we do a practice in there in the book and you can practice with different phrases um, on how, what you accentuate. So, you know, Mm. and and then the nonverbals is also where you put your, your accent in a sentence. So, you know, you want to go on the mission field. You want to go in the mission field. (laughs) You want to go in the mission field. Yeah. Yeah. So just uh, expressing things with different tones has a whole different meaning. Very different meaning. Yeah. The kids had a really good time with that activity. Absolutely. And then one of my favorite chapters, I have a lot of favorite chapters, but one of my favorite is the one that um, um, actually a a friend of mine um, just taught it. She said, hey, can I come? She was a psych major in college. And she said, hey, can I come guest in your class? And I'm like, yeah, sure. What do you want to teach? Um, So so she came in and she taught on needs and motivation. And it was kind of funny because we didn't really talk much about what I would have done if I did it. And she Uh did very similar things to what Uh I, I would have done and have done. So it's so fun. Like you talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs and mm-hmm. you, what does that really mean? And then you can relate that to so many things um, in, in our teens lives and in the lives of, you know, our neighbors and our community, like uh-huh. in, in during a time like this, when some students haven't been in school in the building, you know, what about all of this? Why are we putting lunches on a school bus and delivering them around to neighborhoods when mm-hmm. kids aren't in school? Like what? Mm-hmm. And you can relate things like that. You can relate, you know, learning. So you can go back to our learning chapter and say, you know, so if you don't eat a good breakfast and you don't follow all these good self-care things that Mrs. Tillman mentioned in our previous podcast episode, how, you know, how is that going to affect you during your day as a student? How is it going to affect you when you take your test or do your homework or even just, you know, interact with your family and friends kind of thing. So it can be very powerful. Um, and then my, my friend did a really cool thing with them. She did an exercise um, where if you were kind of like on an island, you're stranded on an island by yourself. And, you know, one of those things where you choose some things that you would want to have with you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, but now you can look at it through the lens of Maslow's hierarchy of need. So, you know, you're probably not going to worry about a lot of things like, you know, your comfort, your creature comforts. Uh Um, but you definitely need to worry about food and shelter and things Uh before you worry about having a good book or Uh whatever, but you might need a good book, but not, you know, 3000 of them or whatever. (laughs) Um, and, uh, so it's, it's very interesting. And we, uh, one of my students actually wrote a paper about the movie Castaway. Uh Um, so she, she watched that Tom Hanks movie 
and, and talked about how important different elements were and, yeah. and how they affected his uh, needs. So that was yeah. a, that's a really yeah. fun thing to do with needs and motivation. Yeah. And uh, she also added and talked about extrinsic and intrinsic motivation. Which nice. Was really good. Um, yeah. Really good thing to do. That was fun. The kids really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, um, and next is probably, probably my favorite chapter, which is the personality and personality theory. We, we geek out over the Myers-Briggs and the other personality <laughs> things. Yes. Right. Right. The Enneagram, all those uh -huh. things. Yep. So I'm actually, I think saving that chapter for last perhaps in the, in the, uh, year perhaps, um, cause it's kind of like a treat chapter to me uh -huh. too. For the kids and everything so but we've already started talking about it yeah and so what we you know we do have the kids actually take some of those personality inventory things yeah. um and you know i just want to clarify if this is new to you or something you're just kind of unfamiliar with all of these are self-validating things and uh -huh. they are a piece of your puzzle none of these are determined to in any way um, pigeonhole people or, oh, right. or, yes. or, you know, classify or anything like that. They're to help us understand ourselves and each other yeah. and communicate and live and work better together, which is really yeah. kind of neat. Yeah. And uh, to enjoy how God made us. Like he didn't, yeah. he didn't get confused. Nope. He didn't make a mistake. No mistakes. And if you understand, this is your personality. You can go like, these are the gifts mm -hmm. and you know, here's some areas to make the gift better. And yeah. you know, so that's, it's a good thing. So I'll yeah. put links in the show notes. Um, Cause on my coaching website, I have a little freebie download that mm -hmm. has links to 16 different Wow, personality nice. tests that, nice. that are free versions so it's got a free myers-briggs also has some cheesy ones like what's your harry potter house so oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so those aren't really valid you know they're yeah. research behind them just for fun but there's fun there's yeah fun. and they say a couple of career interest ones so mm. some different kinds of personality things very good thank you so much so um oh and then we have sleep and dreams uh -huh. Woo. Which, as we mentioned in another recent episode, this is a great place to have students do a log, uh -huh. you know, whether they want to turn it in and they can use it as an enrichment activity or even just for their own self-knowledge um, to keep track of their sleep. Uh -huh. Because it's easy to kind of think, oh, yeah, I generally get enough sleep. Uh -huh. um, just like, oh, yeah, I generally eat well or what I generally drink enough water. But then when you start actually writing it down, sometimes the picture is different than what you picture in your mind. Um, so we love having the kids log their sleep. Uh -huh. um, and so we talk about the different kinds of sleep. Um, I found a neat video from, uh, I think it's the University of Washington. They did some sleep studies with high school students and ah. test taking. And we talk about how um, how being really tired is almost, if you're driving, you know, for our teens yeah. <laughs> uh, behind the wheel can be like driving when you're impaired by drugs, you uh -huh. know, or alcohol. Um, that it, it can have the same effect on your reactions. And so if it does that when you're behind the wheel of a car, what's it doing when you're behind the wheel of your laptop or you're, <laughs> you know, you're trying to do your, your math test or what have you. Um, so that's been, that's been really fun. And then we've also talked about just so happens that, um, that my husband has sleep apnea and he's been in, in our school. We spent, spent a few minutes praying for each other at the beginning of each of our classes um, and so occasionally I'll bring up something for, you know, I want the kids to know that, you know, I'm human too. We need prayer too. Right. 
Um, and so I talked a little bit in class the other day. I took the last five minutes and talked about sleep apnea. One of, and it turns out one of my students actually is her has been recommended to have a sleep study too, because uh-huh. uh-huh. um, it doesn't, you know, it's it's uh, affects young folks as well. Uh-huh. And so we talked about you know, what that's like in a sleep study and all the different things that happen during sleep and how they look at your, you know, restless leg and they look at your eyes and you know, your heart rate and all those, all those things are part of what makes good quality sleep. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of fun. Anything special that you like to do? with? Yeah, sleep I, I really, um, yeah, it's been a while since I taught that in the group classes, yeah. but with my clients all the time, we mm. talk about sleep and I will often have them log their sleep and mm. also what they did before they went oh. to bed. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how, how long were they on any kind of screen before yeah. they closed their eyes to go to sleep? You know, did they do any breathing? What were they thinking about as they went to sleep? Absolutely. And, you know, when, what did they eat? you know, yep. before they went to sleep, have them log all these things like before bed and, and the psychology word for that sleep hygiene. Mm. And then to record them when they wake up, how many times they woke up during the night, the quality of their dreams, were they stressful dreams, were they nightmares, were they happy dreams, they have common mm. enough dreams that they don't even remember them. And, uh, and then they can be their own scientists and find out you know, what really impacts their sleep so that they get what they need out mm. of it. Mm. That's, that's so powerful. We did talk about that in class as well. And yeah, because that's so important what you're, we talked about even as, as adolescents and adults, having a bedtime routine, mm-hmm. which is something, you know, we think sometimes about little kids having a yeah. bedtime routine. And it sounds cheesy. Yeah. Cause little kids it do it. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it can be very valuable for us mm. as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell us about what you do with abnormal psychology. Okay. All right. So one thing we want to do with abnormal psychology is make sure we tell our kids up front, don't diagnose yourself with anything Mm. or anybody else, you know, because what happens a lot of times is, you know, the teens are, I remember doing this when I was in college. So so I've got this, I've got that. I got like, Probably not. So just, you know, you're getting information. It's required for the syllabus for the credit, like a a high school credit. You've got to have an introduction to abnormal psychology. In the textbook, we try to reel it in, you know, and just have basic information and not a lot of uh, to do about the heavy duty things, but more practical things that they may run into. So basically, you want to go through the chapter if you got a group go through it, talk about it in a way that's not judgmental Mm -hmm. and it's not um, fear mongering. Oh yeah. And just say, this is the information and move calmly on. So you don't want to do a lot of hands-on, like let's induce depression. Like (laughs) No, (laughs) and you don't want to show like, yeah, scary videos or anything like that. Yeah, and there's, I mean, you could, you could get all kinds of scary videos. The internet's full of, like, please just don't. Mm -hmm. This is, it's required for the credit. You just have to do it, but don't dwell there because we want to concentrate on the things that teens can actually use. Yeah. That, that make them healthier and more empowered to live a good life. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so one of the things I like to do with this um, topic, I actually do usually sk- uh, spread this one out and 
and incorporate it. So this and crisis intervention, I tend to do uh -huh. in two weeks together. Uh -huh. um, and I talk about that, that yes, the, the term is abnormal psychology or um, psychopathology or whatever, um, but it's actually less abnormal than we realize that uh -huh. a lot of these things are just common parts of yeah. the human condition. Yep. Um, yep. Uh -huh. And they are not, you know, and there are degrees of all of them. Uh -huh. um, and so, you know, anxiety is very common in our society. Depression oh, yes. is very uh -huh. common in our society. Uh -huh. um, and just like, you know, just like medical, um, you know, if, if you if your arm hurts, you know, you, you try to do some things yourself to help your arm feel better. And if your arm still hurts after a while, you ask somebody who has some more skill to help you fix uh -huh. your arm to help you yeah. figure out what's going on with your arm. And so the same thing with our mental health, that it's really important exactly. to just yeah. kind of treat this as another aspect of our health. Yeah. And if you didn't catch our previous podcast episode, we did an episode on um, psychological first aid. Uh -huh. um, and that's some, that's a, I'm going to incorporate that in this chapter yeah. this year. Um, and it's a great way to just kind of yeah. keep your, your um, mental hygiene right for starters yeah. so we want to yeah. stay away from shame and you're right is very many things like anxiety and depression mm -hmm. can just be almost like an injury like too mm -hmm. much stress too long and you do the things you do to be healthy and mm -hmm. go to a counselor when you need some help mm -hmm. and that's what we're here for and these days it's cool like Absolutely. yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially right. you start with the millennial generation on they'll go like well my counselor said well my yeah. counselor said so absolutely yeah. there's so much value there and normalizing that as much as we can yes. for our teens is really helpful yeah um yeah so lots of great stuff there um and there was something else i wanted to throw in but i can't remember it so i'll bring it back later um oh psychological testing that's kind of fun yeah. stuff and again it's that is not diagnosing anyone uh -uh. Uh -uh. or any of that jazz either tell us a little bit about psychological testing in this book Mrs. T. yeah and there's you know there's not a lot of hands-on you can do with that either mm -hmm. but you want to introduce it you know there are some tests that kids are going to run into achievement tests yeah. not really a psychological test but it all falls under like psychologists develop these tests, you know, mm -hmm. educators, you know, they all work together in the formulation of the theories on how you make tests. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, they're there and mm -hmm. they'll probably run into SATs or IQ tests and to know what they are and what's a valid test and what's not a valid test, mm -hmm. um, you know, what, what those tests actually mean yeah. and that, you know, they are not judging their personality or their worth as human beings. They're just, talking about what that test measures and yeah. um, just, just a piece of data. Absolutely. Um, so it's a, it's a low key mm -hmm. <laughs> introduction. They just need yes. to know, cause it's in, it's in what teens need to, to be introduced to in psychology. We yeah. skipped over crisis intervention. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. yeah. I, kind of and I totally really, glossed that. Yeah. yeah and, and and that's, it, again, that's another one. We're not trying to train teens to be crisis counselors. We're trying to give them tools to not be crisis counselors. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, so if a teen, if one of their friends comes to them and is having a big problem or is in trouble, it gives some basic steps on what to do and when to pass the baton on. And, uh, and that's something you want to discuss with mm -hmm. teens. And uh, it's not much hands-on you can do with that one either. Mm -hmm. You just need to talk about it. Yeah. 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 But it's a, it's a really good, important conversation to have. And, 
and those sort of the, what, what are the roles and what are the appropriate limitations uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. are very valuable. Uh-huh. And just make sure your teens know some resources in your area. Absolutely. So if they or one of their friends is going through something uh-huh. that, you know, that they, you, you hope that they will always come to you as their parent uh-huh. um, and you yeah. encourage them to do that. And you try to set that. And this is a great time to set that tone with your kids. Yeah, because they will run into these things in life here and there. Yeah. Um, that's is you know the world is full of broken things, and uh, and it's good to have the tools. So we have some resources in the text, but they change all the time. There's mm-hmm. always new ones coming along, and it's a, it's good for us parents to be aware of those. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. I did not mean that was way too important to yeah, gloss over. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then just to, to wrap up on the psychological testing, one thing uh-huh. I like to do with that is um, one of my daughters did decide that she wanted to have um, testing for ADHD and some other uh, things yes. uh-huh. and looked at because she we were able to do our own accommodations as homeschoolers and uh-huh. in our local umbrella school. Um, but when it came time to her going to college, she yeah. wanted to make sure that she had some resources available to her. Um, and she happened to choose to go to school locally and they had a fabulous support system um, that she didn't actually find she took too much advantage of, but she did have some things that really helped make a difference for her. Yeah. Um, so with her permission, I bring in the evaluation, the, the uh-huh. you know, Mongo big stack of papers of all that because that fits in with the psychological testing like they did like an IQ test and a bunch of different tests just about how her brain works and what her brain needs to be able to show what she knows so that's usually pretty interesting to the kids and and it is really nice for teens who need that support when they get Mm -hmm. the testing the report give suggestions on what will be helpful and then the college or the schools will use that to develop a plan so in the the you know before college it'll be their IEP and then the colleges do their own thing with that so yeah yeah Yeah, good point very very interesting to know yeah um and then I actually had a guest speaker come in did you I did and it happened to be you (laughs) oh I I invited Mrs. Tillman, who joined us by Zoom from her office in between clients, and she talked to us about Christian counseling, like the differences yes. between integrational counseling and Christian counseling, which are important to understand and know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and both can be very valuable, certainly. Um, and then she also talked to us about careers in psychology, including mm-hmm. her own. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you do have access to somebody who's living and breathing and in the field, it's a great way to uh, and, yeah. um, engage your students. And I, I always tell kids when I get a chance to talk to them, we don't have enough counselors in mm-hmm. the field. Yeah. Um, and so, we, we, you know, it's not it's not a profession you go into to get rich. Um, but it is one if God called you to is so so rewarding yeah right I was just going to say you'll get rich in your spirit for sure because you really really make a difference in people's lives Um, and one of the other things I did with that one is I had the students um, talk about five different careers in psychology and it could be a career that they looked at and went "Ooh, no way would I ever want to do that or Uh one that they thought, oh, if I were going to do something in psychology, I'm, I might be interested in doing that. Uh-huh. And just talk about what the career was, like the, you know, the title or the name kind of of uh-huh. it, um, what, what someone in that field typically does, and then what about that 
was either appealing or re repulsive to them. Awesome. <laughs> um, awesome. So I sort of picked up on your, a yeah. little bit on your, we need more counselors to see That's if anyone so, could, so cool. could put themselves in yeah. the place or, or what would be appealing about the counseling. Yeah. And then the one, uh, one more chapter that I, um, that I mentioned that my daughter Kendall is going to come in and visit and, and do her talk on is, which is a great new chapter in the new edition of psychology that uh, Vicki wrote for seven sisters, homeschool.com and is available in our ebook store. I guess I have to plug it at least once, right? <laughs> um, is um, understanding research and statistics, such an important topic. Yes. Um, it's all in our world around us, especially over the last year, you know, you uh -huh. can, there are, my, my father-in-law used to have this expression. He was, he worked in the FBI for 25 years. So he's uh. a little cynical guy. Um, but he would say, figures don't lie, but liars can figure. And, <laughs> 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 uh, and uh, just, you know, statistics, yeah. you have to, uh, it's easy to present statistics in different ways. Um, and to really just be able to understand enough to know that when you read a headline, uh -huh. um, you know, how to maybe look a little deeper in the article or maybe even go to the original source of the research uh -huh. Uh -huh. and say, wow, did it really say that? Yeah. Or, or yeah. okay, it said that, but who does that apply to? You know, uh -huh. is that only uh -huh. one group of a population or was that only in one geographic area or what have you? Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's so, such good critical thinking, especially mm -hmm. for our time where we kids and us are information overloaded yes. and probably 90 percent of it is garbage information. So, oh, so true. Yeah, yeah. so good, good things to work on. That's so yeah. cool. Kendall can come and do that. It is. Yeah, I'm very, very excited. And she's very excited to talk to students because yeah. she loves the field. And it uh -huh. was just it was your mentioning that this is kind of out there that got her thinking about it. Uh -huh. And it was a beautiful way for her to combine her love of sports with her uh -huh. fascination with how we're wired. And, and yeah, I'm so excited. Sort of That's a field of psychology. She is it going is. in yes. and it's it's a burgeoning field like it is growing. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's I'm excited for her. Yeah. So um, we could probably, again, could Vicki and I can talk all day on lots oh, yeah, of things, yeah, yeah. Um, but so, but we don't want to take up too much more of our, of all of your time, our lovely seventh sisters and brothers that are joining us. Uh, but we do hope you have um, found some creative ideas um, to use in your family, in your homeschool, um, you know, whether you end up uh, using Vicki's book. Um, of course, I highly recommend it, but or not, hopefully there were lots of good resources for you, good ideas for you and your family and your homeschool community. Um, and as always, you know, you can reach us, Vicki's Vicki at sevensistershomeschool.com. I'm Kim at sevensistershomeschool.com. You can always just do info at um, so drop us a line, put some comments in the, in the chat, in the, um, Facebook group. There's all kinds of ways to reach yeah, us. Yeah. Um, so jump in there and, um, we just hope that, um, that you and your family are blessed by this podcast this particular one and all the others. Um, and, uh, you know, if it, if that has been the case, please spread the word, tell your friends so that we can bless more and more people. Cause that's our goal here. Um, and we just want to thank you for joining us. This has been the Homeschool High School podcast brought to you by sevensistershomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. 
Very good. All right. Awesome. You, how, how are you feeling energy wise? Oh, I feel great because I'm hanging with you and I'm an extrovert. So my energy <laughs> tank is filling up. How do you That's feel? Awesome. It's, uh, I forgot to hit pause. So oh, so we're just this. Hi, Seth. <laughs> Sorry about that, Seth. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Mm. The things he puts up with with his mom, like, oh. Oh, oh yeah. Well, um.